Welcome back to Absolute Comics, guys. The show that is brought to you by the Comic Storian Podcast Network every Tuesday right here at twitch.tv slash comicstorian. We go over all of the comic book news, what we've been reading, what's happening. This is comic book generally centric. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your hand motions are throwing me off. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm coming, I'm going along with the journey. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by our continued sponsor, G Fuel. Use the code COMICS at checkout to get yourself a hefty little price tag off. I don't know if our 30% is running right now, but I do know 10% is running right now. So don't forget to use that one. Yep. (laughs) And don't forget to check out our uh, Absolute Comics t-shirts, which I don't know where the link is, but they exist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They do. I got to get one. Yeah, we made the soda ones. Oh, that's actually out? They've been out for like a year, and I've always forgotten to tell people. Oh no! <laughs> All right, I'll I'll have to grab that. Where do I go yeah. for that, Dan? Where do you go for our T-shirts? I believe it's a uh, spread shop. Spread shop. Okay. Why don't you link that into both chat? I will. I'll find the link and I'll post it in there. In just All a right, moment. awesome. And we'll put it to the show as it goes live. Uh, today's episode, I was supposed to read Justice League Incarnate to talk with Sal about it, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I didn't. The art is just rough, man. It's just, you know, it's a lot going on every panel. Let me clarify what my problem is. This is very true. Yes, it's not are. that the art is bad. I want to clarify that because a lot of people hear me say the art and they go, oh, Benny hates the art. No, I think the art's fine. It's just got a lot happening in every yeah. panel. Yes, it is so dense. Every single panel has so much going on. It's very true. Uh, and it's important to the story. Like that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, but yes, uh, here's the thing. It's, if you're used to like reading comic books that were made in the last like five, 10 years, just like incarnate is going to be like, what is happening? Well, It'll be like reading reckoning war, like reckoning war and just like incarnate are hand in hand of books that feel like they are made by the Titans that made the comics that informed the creators of today. You know, like yeah. Dan Slott is channeling Mark Gruenwald with fantastic four and Josh Williamson is channeling Marv Wolfman with just like incarnate and it's like that's kind of cool but like if you don't know that if you're like new or if you're just like used to reading your regular decompressed comic books of today it's really jarring yeah well that's what i wanted to talk about because uh, even though i haven't finished incarnate yet so we can talk more about it directly on next tuesday's show yeah it's funny because there's so much so much text in this so much happening in every panel Mm-hmm. That this is two issues of this will probably take me like a 15, 20 minute video. to No explain. doubt. <laughs> On the flip side, I just released a Miles Morales three issue spread today. It barely broke eight minutes. Yeah, because it's mostly like one off quips and then pages of art and then it moves on. Right. And it's simplistic art, which I love, but it's still simple in comparison. I'm looking at a panel right now. Oh, yeah. Like you're, let me pull up a, one of the most busiest panels. Like, like look at this. <laughs> so like this panel right here. Yes. There's just so much happening, but it's all important. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, look I mean, at that's that. a whole character. Like, look at this. Mm-hmm. And crap, I don't know who that, I remember, I can't remember his artist off the top of my head, but the artist on this one drew one of my favorite, like, Batmans in a long time. And he's, he's like a, he, he's great. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Like, they're at the, they're at, like, the 90s equivalent of the Oblivion Bar. And, like, Constantine is the hero Hellblazer. And, uh, the '90s fate is there. It's I the want to show this. Elseworlds up. demon is there, which is amazing. Yeah, the amount of detail in Thomas Wayne's face here mm-hmm. is just incredible. This is yeah. amazing, but you can't like quick read this. No, that's no, you can't. That, that's the reason I wanted to bring this. You up. You cannot skim these books. You cannot skim Just Like Incarnate. You got to read it. 
And it is in, in, in reaction to that, I'm going to show up to miles in comparison. Here's the latest miles issue that was under <laughs> of just barely over eight minutes. Yeah. Like they're so simple backgrounds and it mm-hmm. works. The faces are great. The characters are great. The designs are great. Right. Like yeah, here's but it's a, full page splashes. It's, it's mostly sweeping vistas. Look at how many panels of, of uh, look at how many speech balloons there are on this yeah. panel, on this, on this full page. I count four. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, this is literally it. And so it's really weird how modern day comics compared to the classic and Joshua Williams and with Justice League Incarnate is channeling classic comics. That's yeah. kind of what we're getting at here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's like, you you know, for those of you who are complaining about decompression, read that. Read Fantastic Four. Read uh, The Reckoning War. Those books are so jam-packed. And you're just like, you're just... And if, if, if you're used to that kind of thing, it's kind of like, oh, well, I remember how to read this. You got to kind of shift your brain, though. Because it's like, yeah. you're used to reading one way. You know, you, well, you it's funny because like our, our, a lot of times, like, many of my mornings, I'll read a graphic novel American, and then I'll also read a manga. But if I read the manga first... Yep. My brain has problems shifting back. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I can read a graphic novel and then shift to manga going backwards, no problem. Yeah. But if I read the manga first, sometimes I'll find myself reading the, the graphic novel panels backwards, even though it's exactly. not supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's, so. that's that's just that's just how some folks' brains are wired. And I know I I think it's most of us. So yeah, but uh just like in card number four dropped last week. We talked about we 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 read or are reading that, and it's like, but it's it's more to it than that apparently because uh williams has talked about the fact that uh infinite frontier was like part one yeah justice league incarnate is part two and now we know who uh about part part three so just to let you guys know what's going to be talked about today we're going to talk about the future of dc comics and then i'm going to tell you how i got banned by valiant on twitter (laughs) (laughs) i can't before we move into this dc one based on my release of my video today and everyone in the chat how do you feel about that new Miles costume that was just in that book cell? Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I no like bones. the. I like the idea of him getting a costume that looks different from Peter, so it doesn't look like it's just Peter in a black suit. I like right. that. Right. I. I am on the fence about this costume. Yeah. Like the hoodie look okay, but why is he pulling the hoodie up over the like? What? Where is this design choice? It's. It is ugly. And I think it is only made so that it can be a costume you can download on the video game. <laughs> like, I genuinely and honestly believe that the costume was invented so that it could be a downloadable costume for the video game. And it's just because you play the Miles Morales video game, right? And you're like, man, I hope there's costumes, but Miles isn't that old. And he's only had like three costumes. <laughs> so what are they going to do? And they still have like a dozen costumes. And what are they? most of them are made up for the game. And it's like, yeah. I can imagine Marvel being kind of pissed about that, being like, how dare they make up their own suits? Like, we should be the ones to have a thousand suits for Miles. And it's like, Miles is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's funny with the hoodie, because I'm a hoodie guy. I like wear hoodies everywhere. Oh, sure, I love course. hoodies. Wearing You're wearing a hoodie right now. <laughs> um, I collect hoodies. I like hoodies. Yeah. But there's something about the bargain bin superhero look yeah, Batgirl at Burnside did a very similar thing, and it took a little while for that look to grow on me. Yeah, that I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I can go to Walmart and buy this costume. Like, <laughs> it's it's a cosplay friendly suit. That's exactly yes. what the Batgirl at Burnside is, and that's what this Miles suit is. But if that's the case, if you real, I mean, like, if it's not, if you want to th- take my tinfoil hat off and be like, no, it's, it has nothing to do with video game synergy, then just use the Into the Spider Verse suit because yeah. that suit is fire. That suit is. The definitive Miles suit. Like, I love the ultimate suit. Like, I love the the classic Miles Morales, which is one-to-one from the comics into the video game. It's a great suit. 
Yeah. But that into the that, that into the Spider-Verse suit, when you're playing the game, that's the one you pick. And that's the one yeah. that's amazing. And it's like, and it's not in the comics. Make that canon. You're not wrong. All right. So, so let, yeah, this red suit, I hate it. <laughs> I just want to get your opinion on that because yeah. I don't think you and I have really talked about. No, Miles. we've never talked about it. Well, you know, I, I don't really read the Miles book very much, so I, I you know, it's really good. I hear you know, things. Amazing's kind of been Amazing Spider-Man's kind of been up and down. Uh huh. Miles has stayed consistent ever since uh, Ahmed Saladin got on. I think that's yeah, his name. Saladin Ahmed. Yeah, since he got on board, it's been solid the whole way through. I would yeah. recommend picking that up at issue one and going all the way through. It okay. also resolves the ultimatum situation. Also resolves a lot of the ultimate universe stuff. Oh. A lot of stuff happens in there and you're going to be like, what the hell? How did I miss? Cause they don't promote it. No, they don't. Like, they, I don't hear like, much about it at all. The assessor is in that and that's handled over there. Okay. They handle the ultimate universe stuff over here. They hand, like, there's so much stuff that is Marvel world building that yeah. is in this book that they're just like, Oh, but miles is over here and you don't need to read that. You kind of do. Yeah. Like, yeah. really good that's funny okay until he gets in the new suit it's kind of gone in a weird direction ever since that changed over <laughs> that will happen yeah <laughs> but and it's the same it's... writer yeah oh that's a he, shame he had a clone saga cell i heard that i didn't it was good though it was good all right it went it went four issues <laughs> that's that's respectable <laughs> <laughs> it went four issues and it was like oh man how are they gonna dra- oh it's over oh, okay good cool. okay <laughs> I'll bet that was like an editorial thing. They're like, you can do it, but that's got to be short. It's going to be over. <laughs> okay. So can, can I do a three-year clone saga? <laughs> no. And can you we can also a... bring in Ben Riley and all those guys? Oh, you I want to talk about month clone saga. Are you keeping up with Spider-Man Beyond? Because I want to talk yes, about I that am. for two seconds. I am, okay. I am reading Spider-Man Beyond. I just finished catching all the way up. Okay. I, I dropped off at like 84, so I had five issues to read. Yes, okay. you did. Four or five. Yeah. I love that they finally acknowledged his period as Jackal and that he doesn't remember it. Right. Makes a lot of sense. It does. Cause of the way he was acting was like, we're skipping. We're going to pretend we're going to ignore happened. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to ignore that in Vegas. I love that. It's now a plot point. Yeah. It's been pulled out of his head. Yeah. I like that too, because I would rather, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that. We're not just straight ignoring it. We're just yeah. going to make it so that he doesn't know what happened. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, it, it, it happened. And everyone else remembers but Ben doesn't, and that's why he's basically the '90s Ben Riley again. Yeah, and I what? love I love the the Goblin Queen when they were promoting that. I was like, this is going to be a bullshit villain that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I like that it's it's his first villain, that's like it's true. related to him. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. I mean, he's had but, his own villains. Like he's had like a, a trainer Doc Ock. He's had the Raptor. Like he's had a couple of villains. But, but I'm saying like, like the Spider-Man Beyond this, era. Yes. This is like his first villain. Yeah, and I like that Beyond rematch. created it too. Like Beyond made yeah. him and his villain, which is kind of yes. Fun. I'm wondering where this is going to go because we already know we're going back to Peter soon. So I'm yeah. really hoping Ben Riley is just going to get his own series after this and kind of right. And it's going to be like all Peter. Like it's going to be a big like Peter will not be able to like lean on Ben for anything in this. Yeah. In the new series. I, well, I want us to talk about that real fast because okay. the Ben Riley thing that's happening. Yeah. I, we're getting to this Justice League thing. Do not worry, guys. Yeah. The reason I want to bring this up is I feel like this is exactly what you and I said they should do. Mm-hmm. So how many times did they come out with the Spider-Man spinoff book? Yeah. Right. But they don't do anything with it. Right. They like, just, and they, yeah. They wait two years to launch a superior Spider-Man book and they're like, who cares anymore? Yeah. Yeah. When 
basically we in our in our previous conversation we were like you know superior spider-man made a whole bunch of new fans that like ock as spider-man and they don't kill him at the end so yeah why don't you just continue superior spider-man relaunch amazing spider-man then you have two spider-man books for two completely different audiences and what instead happened was marvel just canceled superior spider-man replaced it with amazing spider-man and then two years later realized there was an audience for superior spider-man but by that point that audience was only the vocal minority and so they like didn't have the sales to justify the book that's what they should be doing now. Like it went with Ben. Ben had better have a book after well, he, this. He does. It's a limited though. It's a limited but, though, and it's Demetrius. By the way, check it out. But like it's it's a and it's a flashback book. But what I feel like is happening is this this is perfect. If they do this properly, yeah. When this ends, the Ben Riley book will either be continued or a new series will launch, yeah. and they just keep following Ben's adventures. Yes. That is what they should do. But why do I feel like Marvel is going to bring back Peter, and in two years we're going to hear about Spider-Man Beyond's return? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because you because re- you live and breathe, my friend. Because you live and breathe. That's why. I mean, like if, if they were, this is perfect. Any- this is perfect. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the new Ben. If you be- if you spin him off now. Oh, I am on it. Right. That's the thing. Because Peter is Peter. He's his Spider-Man. It's very different from Ben's. You move Ben away. You set him up with Janine. You maybe like have him dealing with the fallout of the Beyond Corporation. Whatever you need to do. But move him away and make him his own Spider-Man and have that be the book. It's what they should have done at the end of the Clone Saga. Instead yeah. of murdering Ben, which I was okay with back then. Instead, you spin it off. You just have like, because they had that. They had that for a little while. There was like Sensational Spider-Man and then Amazing Spider-Man. And people were on board. Like they they generated fans of Ben as a result. And like, yeah. they've done it again. They've done it again. They've made new fans of Ben Riley where they couldn't before. And it, all they going. have to do, because they have like three people writing Spider-Man Beyond. That's true. <laughs> Get one of them yep. to keep writing it. Yep. That is all you need to do at this point, and you will have two Spider-Man books that are solid. Yeah, hell, they could call the book Spider-Man Beyond, and it's Spider-Man Beyond number one, and it stars Ben yeah. Riley, and it's like maybe he and like the uh, his assistant are the only ones left of the Beyond Corporation, and they're it's Ben being a corporate guy, like he's he's Spider-Man TM, you know, like, and that's that's your book. I don't know. I, I think there's room for that. Uh, I mean, like the reality is at DC, there's room for nine Batman books every month. Yeah, there should be at least I mean, like Miles has a book, Peter has a book and they've they've canceled all those other books. There's not like there there used to be three or four monthly Spider-Man titles. Now there's only like him and Miles. And what I'm hoping is that we get Ben and then we've already got the announcement of 2099 returning. Yeah. Four Spider-Man books, all separate storylines. Yeah, that would be the dream, not crossover weird storylines. Nope. Not just Peter Parker at different situations. Yeah. But just give me four separate Spider-Men. And then you could even have two Peter books. Because right now we got Savage and Regular. That's right. Sa- that's right. I-, I love that we gave shit because nonstop got put, like, put on hold and yeah. ended. And- oh, no, it just went to Savage. That's all it did. Is that what happened? Yeah, it's Savage. I, I looked into it. I was going to read Savage because he turns into like a monster. And I'm yeah. like, it's like picking up where nonstop left off. And if you look at the logo, it's Savage plastered on top of nonstop. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. If you look... This is oh my god! I cover. see it. Yeah. As soon as I say it, you can see it. And so I'm like, where did this start? And I was like, wait, that says nonstop. I don't think the book stopped. And they just changed the name over. They just changed the name. That's amazing. All right, cool. So I don't know if you've read this one yet, Ivan. Yet either. No, I haven't. But I, I didn't. Now I gotta finish. go finish nonstop. Yeah, I didn't finish nonstop. So I gotta, I gotta go back and read the rest of it. Yeah, that's cool. So I just thought that was a cool little. Yeah, there. that's really funny, and very subtle. They didn't say anything about it. 
No, no, it's which. Why are you not talking about nonstop continuing into Savage and like it just? Go, why do they constantly need to make number ones? Just make manga has proved you could just keep going. Yeah, Marvel doesn't <laughs> you, know the difference. Marvel doesn't you understand. Don't, you know what blows my mind about that? Yeah, they do know the difference. You yeah. know what released today? Mm. Deadpool Samurai, Deadpool the manga. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what right. it is. Oh yeah, they know that manga sells, but they don't know how to leverage the manga, like any manga business practices, into the Western market. Which I understand because also like it's not one to one, but like it, it could be if anyone was making effort to try. Like no one culturally, reader wise, creator wise, publisher wise, is trying to at least meet it halfway. Everyone's just like either no or we need to try we need to do it like it's right yeah it's a real problem uh, devil d ham in our in our chat here says oh they have they tend to have a beginning middle and end you're right Nonstop is the beginning savage is the middle yeah <laughs> then right. we have an end yeah I you mean, don't even have to kill or anything you just that that adventure for spider-man is over right and well <laughs> and, and, and when you look at like the the most successful mangas of all time some of them had an end and then like they couldn't end because they made too much money. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? All right. Dragon Ball never ends. Even yeah. though the creator constantly is like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Fine. He fights something stronger. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Naruto, how long has that friggin' thing been going? Well, they just made kids, and they just kept going. Oh, there you go. See? But they do get so, old. So. All right. So let's move on to the topic you found today. Since you've looked more into this, Sal, why don't you tell me about this? Oh, I sure. guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver are uh, writing Just Like Incarnate. Uh, if you have been paying attention to anything that Williamson's talking about promoting Infinite Frontier, everybody was like, Infinite Frontier, what's that? And he kept trying to tell everybody and nobody was like listening. So uh, Infinite Frontier was like the new status quo for DC, but it wasn't really a status quo. It was actually a story. And that story was basically like a love letter to Multiversity and Grant Morrison. And uh, it was also part one. It's like when Infinite Frontier ended, the miniseries, people were like, uh, where is this going? What is this? Well, it wasn't really a full, complete story. It was actually part one of a multi-part uh, epic that was going to culminate into what Williamson was teasing as like one of the biggest things we've ever done. And that thing has now been announced because after it went from in from uh, Infinite Frontier, it went to Just League Incarnate, which continued the story like pretty much directly after that. Uh, the book has one more issue left, and that issue will culminate with The Dark Crisis. And The Dark Crisis is just announced. It was about two or three hours ago that DC is going to be doing yet another crisis. If you read Incarnate, you're going to be reading it going, I think there's going to be a crisis. And then they're like, oh, yeah, no, there is. And it's called Dark Crisis. Now, if you're meta-reading this thing, you might be like, this sounds familiar. The reason it sounds familiar is because if you remember when Dark Knight's Metal was announced originally and scott snyder's talked about this in numerous interviews they wanted to call it dark crisis but i didn't know that actually oh really no scott yeah. said it a couple of times where he's like they wanted to call dark knight's metal dark crisis because it was going to be a crisis instead snyder didn't want it to be a crisis and he really wanted it to be kind of like its own thing and he wanted it to be like this love letter to comics and metal and blah 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 regardless of how you feel about it they changed the name to something more complicated and difficult to remember dark knights death, <laughs> dark knights metal and then dark knights death metal neither of which are dark crises but something that dc likes to do is they like to reuse titles you think marvel's good at that no 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 no. see what they do is they fish it out of the garbage and then they call it something else i will say that heroes are born <laughs> heroes are born yeah marvel's good at that but dc before infinite crisis dc had this idea amazon's attack 
And they didn't have room for it, so they just shelved it. And they threw that story away, and they went with Infinite Crisis, and they made all the stuff, countdowns and whatnot. After Infinite Crisis, they're like, hey, wait a minute, we still have Amazon's attack. What is that? You tell me. And they made this terrible, forgettable event. Similarly, The Dark Crisis was originally Scott Snyder's big event. Now, we're going to keep that name and put it on this. This big event. I, I like this idea yeah. because ever since Death Metal, it has felt, because 5G yeah. didn't go where they wanted it to. They didn't right. do anything. It has felt like we needed a true crisis, a true reset of DC again. Yeah, and what's funny is <laughs> Death Metal, spoilers for Death Metal, but like the whole world is destroyed. Like, why did they not do a traditional crisis right then? Instead, I, I, they're like, and yeah. we're back to where we were. Literally where we were right before this was over. Like, yeah. really? So now we're getting a full-on crisis. And more importantly, this crisis is written by somebody who, if you read Justice League Incarnate, cares? cares? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think... I'm, I'm Scott cares, this. but not about crises. <laughs> like, I think the problem is right now is DC is pretty much down to Joshua Williamson as like your title, well-known writer. I'm not he, trying to discount anybody else. I know a lot of the work. He's the there. elder statesman of the bullpen. Yeah. Like he's the guy that they go to and they're like, and that, oh, right. Something happened 25 years ago. Josh, what was that? Like that's. But what I feel like we're at a point where they need something. Like there is no hype. No. For DC right now. No, and we've talked about that. We we had a whole episode dedicated to it, but there's no hype for DC. There's no hype for really comic books right now outside of although there image is selling outrageously well, but uh there's 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 no no one's talking about it. No one's going to midnight releases. I mean, obviously, yeah. but like nobody's going to midnight releases, nobody's talking about like pre-ordering a like this crazy new thing. Uh it, it's just it's just we're in this kind of holding pattern. And Infinite Frontier is very much say like setting up the blueprints the dna for a dark crisis yeah justice league 75 is the first issue after bendis because bendis is leaving the book yay and uh <laughs> <laughs> and and williams don't tell believe, me you don't like his work on justice league are I'm, you surprisingly enough i'm not the big fan i love bendis i don't love bendis at dc except for batman universe but like uh justice league is going in another direction because it has to. And in that issue, the Justice League is going to die. And that paves the way for the Dark Crisis. Now, of course, if you're reading uh, Incarnate, you know it doesn't really matter because the team of Incarnate, none of them, except for the Flash, is part of Earth Zero or Earth One. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Earth Zero. You're Earth Prime. Um, and it's not the Barry Allen you think it is because Barry is on the other side of the of the crack. But in any case, Dark Crisis. That's the big thing. And it's so we're going to go from uh, Justice League Incarnate to uh, this road to the Dark Crisis. It's one issue. We're getting a Dark Crisis number zero, which is coming out on free comic book day, which will be your introduction to what Dark Crisis is going to be. And you're getting Justice League number 75 that's killing uh, the Justice League, or at the very least, taking them off the table for them to set up uh, the Dark Crisis. Now, the Dark Crisis is connected to the big the big bombshell fallout of what happened in uh, Incarnate. Now, what happened in Incarnate? Uh, if, if you read Incarnate number four and you were like, what the hell's happening? You're not alone. A lot of people are confused. And uh, thankfully, Chris Arendt over at uh, Newsarama, I believe, wrote a whole thing basically explaining what happened in Incarnate number four. But I'll, the short and dirty version is, you know how like... Short and dirty. 
short and dirty. You know the you know the the what happened is uh you know how like Perpetua was the biggest baddest thing in the multiverse. Well, right. There's another bigger, badder thing in the multiverse. <laughs> Sounds and like we're going to Dragon Ball Z territory here. We're Dragon Ball Zing it up. We're going to be like, okay, so Perpetua was the big thing that created the multiverse. Well, there's something bigger and scarier than her, and it's called the Great Darkness. And the Great Darkness has been involved in every single crisis since the beginning. And that the darkness, the Great Darkness, has actually been behind every crisis and some of your greatest villains. The villain of fifty, the secret villain of fifty-two, uh, extant from Zero Hour, the Anti Monitor, uh, the uh, the Anti Life creature of Cosmic Odyssey, and Magog of Kingdom Come, <laughs> are the five fingers of the Great Darkness. Now, if you're like the Great Darkness, sounds familiar. It's because there was a book called the Great Darkness Saga, which was uh, a, a Legion superhero story. It's all connected, and that's what Williamson was doing with Incarnate was connecting basically every single DC Comics crisis into one massive event like dark side's whole motivation for final crisis actually actually it turns out he is he was doing all that to take control of the great darkness and dark side is involved in incarnate and he his whole thing is he's gonna beat the great darkness and bend it to his will and force it to do what he wants because the great darkness wants to get to a time when there was nothing you know, Perpetua created multiverses. Well, the Great Darkness wants nothing. Right. I like this image here that they put up for this. Yeah. Because we got Batman and Dick over here. We got the Justice Society. We got all like pivotal every, moments, basically. Yeah, every era of the modern yeah. DC pantheon is represented in this image. Uh, we have everything from like Blue Beetle and Booster Gold all the way over to Wallace West, Simon Baz, and Jessica Cruz. Like, exactly. Duke, the signals there. Everybody is represented. This is now this is like a, this is an, a promo image called DC Legacy from uh, Daniel Samper and Alejandro Sanchez. I assume it's related, although I have no idea what it's trying to say. Uh, I mean, down here is your Justice League like that, show. That's the yeah. show. Oh, well, I mean, true. like, I'm, yeah. This is the show cast that, that Scott Snyder put into a book. Yes. Basically. That's true. Every time I see Hawk Girl, you know, it's like, oh, wait, that's... Oh, the show. That's the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to see, like, what the DC Universe... How the DC Universe reacts. Uh, what's interesting is Incarnate is very much like a multiversity sequel. So... Uh, if you read Incarnate... I need to sit down and focus. I need to sit down with a nice glass of whiskey. I need to yep. do like a, a nice chill lo-fi and read it. Because I tried yeah. to like skim read it like I normally do. Right. You and can't. I wasn't getting it. Like I no. wasn't following it. And so no. that's my problem. No, it's right. Uh, so many different players. Uh, Dragon Man and President <laughs> Superman. Thomas Wayne, who is a Flashpoint Batman, but not from the universe from either the button or Flashpoint. <laughs> Or the City of Bane. Or City of Bane. They don't know <laughs> what version he is. He's a major player of the story. Uh, you know, there, there's there's a lot of... But none of them can reach Wally, or I'm sorry, Barry, who is trapped on the other side of the crack in the multiverse. And by the way, it, it gets silly, like it has him already. Uh, the crack in the multiverse that's caused uh, all this trouble, you can collect these cracks. So these characters are going across the multiverse, going to different worlds, collecting crack. They're just, <laughs> they're grabbing cracks left and right. And 
it turns out that the thing is, you can't just grab cracks. You've got to use the crack. <laughs> just like, call it something else, man. <laughs> but I like it's that. fun. It's it, But it's a fun, silly romp that then becomes like a super serious, like, oh, no. You know, because Darkseid wants to manipulate and control the Great Darkness. And if we saw from Cosmic Odyssey, he tried to beat the Gantilife creature and he couldn't do it. And that was one finger of the Great Darkness. So, you know, it's a lot of... It, it, there's a lot there, but you can you can navigate, especially if you read the article. Uh, that Since Chris it's does. so important, I yeah. will read it before next week because I do, like I said, I need to sit down. I have two ways I read comics, guys. In most yeah. modern comics, I can read like on the side while I'm doing other things. Totally. And I miss nothing. Yeah. But there are some books that it's like, all right, buddy's got to have a nice reading. No one bug me for an hour. I need yep. to sit down and read this. Gotta like, <laughs> read it. Yeah, no. And, and and it actually could be a decent book because nobody knows what the hell's going on. And I don't think it's being read by nearly enough people. So you could be like, what is happening with the DC universe? Well, Incarnate's going to tell you. And it's <laughs> it, it reveals the great secret of the DC universe. Like, it explains everything. And in fact, the great darkness was going to destroy everything but it made a deal with Swamp Thing to leave the universe alone. Because the idea was that um, uh, it, it after Crisis on Infinite Earths, well, it used Crisis to destroy the multiverse, but when the multiverse was destroyed in Crisis and there was only one Earth, there was only one thing to destroy because uh, he wants like quiet. Basically, just he wants everyone to just shut. He must be a new parent. He just wants everybody to shut up. <laughs> And, uh, and and so he goes or to me the, after COVID where I'm like, I don't even want to leave the house. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. But the great darkness goes to uh, Swamp Thing and it's like, I'm going to take your world. You're, you're the only one left. And he's like, it's just one. It's just one Earth. Leave it alone. We'll work it out. And the idea was it's it's, it's actually very meta. So you got to read it like it's a meta comic. Because like uh, it, what happens after 1986 Christ of Infinite Earths? It's the end of the Silver Age. It's the beginning of the Marvel or the modern age. Everybody is grim and gritty and dark. Everything gets super serious. The great darkness is the antithesis of light. It hates joy and life and love. So it comes to earth, which is now the only universe in the DC universe. And it's like, I'm going to destroy everything. And Swamp Thing's like, I promise that everything in my reality is going to get a lot darker and a lot less exciting and joyful. And so it'll, it'll appease you. And so the great darkness leaves the DC universe alone, but it still uses its black, dark, evil hands to manipulate it. But that's the explanation for why, like, the DC universe is so dark and gritty from 86 <laughs> till Final Crisis. And I'm like, what? So, uh, but that is also a payoff to us, to an Alan Moore book. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Grant Morrison and Alan Moore stuff. And it's just like, whoo. But it's a lot going on. A lot going on. But I, I, I get a very strong feeling that when you start Dark Crisis, you will probably not need to read. <laughs> oh, if they're promoting because they're promoting Dark Crisis. They're not promoting Justice League Incarnate or any of those projects. They're no, promoting they're not. Dark Crisis. So exactly. yes, it'll probably be this will give you more context, but you won't yeah. need it. Somebody asked why didn't Swamp Thing talk uh, Dr. Manhattan out of it? Because Dr. Manhattan was manipulated by the great darkness to do what he did in Doomsday Clock, making Doomsday Clock not only canon, but actually a cog in the great darkness saga that will be Dark uh, Crisis. So, yes, yeah, they I, actually did address, dark, they, they address Dr. Manhattan. Like I saw that, I saw that they that someone told me that like Do Doomsday Clock is officially canon now. It yeah. doesn't make any sense where it fits, but it's nope. officially canon now. That's right. <laughs> so there you have it. All like, right. 
Dark Crisis. It doesn't like. And listen, there's still one more issue left of the series. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's why I want to catch up. Does it, <laughs> I think it drops next week, doesn't it? I hope so. Let me check. Yeah, Incarnate Number Five. That's what we're looking for. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, excited. It's not even listed. So now, geez. So I, I'm, that I'm, means I'm, I got to go elsewhere to look for it. That's never a good sign. No, that it's soon. But I'm excited because it's 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 a new crisis. It's made by a person or persons who love DC Comics, who love your favorite characters from DC Comics, who wants this thing to, I don't know, set the stage for something new. Like, I think Dark Crisis is going to result in another reboot. And well, I, I, I kind of, I've said, I've done multiple shows where we discuss this. I, it's March 1st. Okay, cool. DC should, or they just need, they need to get things because they're in that weird situation where they want to keep a couple things like in canon, but yeah. they don't at the same time. And they're just in a weird spot right now. Yeah. And with the lack of hype, no matter what they try to do, it doesn't seem to help, which yeah. I think WB was like, just do a crisis. Everyone, everyone came in at new 52. Everyone came in at final crisis. Everyone yeah. came in at, the, you know, yeah. Flashpoint, uh, they, you know, even death metal and dark Knights metal, like, they were crises, whether we want to admit them or not. By the way, this book establishes they're no longer called Dark Knight's Death Metal. They're the Metal Wars. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, also, that issue, I think, debuts the Batwoman Who Laughs. Well, you spoiled it for me, Sal. <laughs> she doesn't matter, but okay, she's cool. in there, and I love it because her origin is is just great. Okay. And by the way, right. I... I hate Batman who laughs. And I just thought like when Batwoman who laughs shows up, I'm like, what is even happening in this book? <laughs> I like Batman who laughs, but I do feel like they just need to let him go away. That's what like, everybody says. When he, when she shows up, they're like, we just got rid of him. And now <laughs> He's a woman. Sorry. It was issue three. Excuse me. Oh, I relinquished my channel. You can have it now. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, so in any case, it's a lot of fun. By the way, like, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's silly. It's also very meta, and not like meta the way Grant Morrison makes it meta. Where like, it's more like if you know how things have been going at DC, and you know, like the 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 nonsense that's been going into like DC for the last twenty five years, it's like ah, come on, ah, ha, ha. like that's kind of fun. Yeah. It's very silly and very weird. But um, by the way, this is free. Just tossing this out there. If you decide to reboot with Dark Crisis, Benny, I want to know, what, is, what should they do? Dark Crisis happens. The universe is rebooted. What should they do with a Dark Crisis reboot with the new DC universe in 2023? I say start from scratch. Start it over. Start it all over? Like Dick Grayson's 10 years old? Yeah. Batman's new? Go back to the beginning. Go back to the you beginning. Can re you can retell. You want to know why I say this? And I have a reason. Yeah, Batman the Adventure Continues. If you've not been reading it, is a is a continuation of the animated series. Yes, and in this continuation, they retold stories such as Under the Red Hood, mm. and the new origin for Red Hood is better because now they've got time to look at it and say what works. Yeah. Oh, you mean the, the no android? <laughs> no, no. There's no android. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no Mister Freeze subplot. Uh, that's okay. Re what so I'm saying hard, is hard. Reboot. I would say hard reboot because the problem is every time we hard reboot, we don't hard reboot. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Even New you 52, know, there was no hard reboot. They didn't, but yeah, we still had Nightwing and Red Hood and all these other guys. It was like a hard reboot up to a point. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying just straight up do it all over again. 
Start from the beginning. Give us a fresh take and everything. And let Dick Grayson be Robin for like three years. Yeah. And then introduce Jason. Yeah. Like rebuild every if you're not gonna let them age, right? Let's start it over and retell the stories in a better, a better, more modern format. Yeah. Yeah. That's not that's not a bad idea. Um, my thing was you know, you keep the multiverse, but like you you there's a there's a subplot in Incarnate where the multiverse is sick of Earth Prime. They're like, every time that like Superman sneezes, my reality gets rebooted, or like my <laughs> wife dies or comes back to life and I'm remarried right. or something. You know, like there's a lot of nonsense that happens to us and we don't have anything to do with it. Some of us don't even are like some of us only were involved in like convergence and nobody wants to talk about convergence. So like, what the hell? And uh, man, Telos should have been one of the fingers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they, uh, I guess Brainiac, but anyway. Um, so I think if you're going to reboot, if you're going to Dark Crisis, I think the reboot should be the multiverse is shunted into another reality and Earth Prime is robbed of its ability to traverse the multiverse. So it's like you're on your own. So it's like a return right. to the post-crisis continuity of like, there is no multiverse. As far as Earth Prime is concerned, there is no multiverse. And it, it, except for one other Earth, and feel free to come up with something else, but I'm calling it the ultimate DC universe. Oh, you're saying just do two, where we can have a fresh reboot, but we also have the one that's going to pick up kind of where we are. Yeah, And just throw out the bathwater of, of bullshit. Yes. That like- I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. That like the DC universe continues where it was, John's a teenager. Damien's alive. There's a black Wally West. Like all that stuff is still here. Duke still exists. And that's going, going this way. And it's like, that's DC. And there's all, there's another universe over here and it's a hard start. Batman is 22. So basically you know? the, the idea that I had, but yeah, you want to have it parallel to let's yes. keep going with what we have. Exactly. I would, I would enjoy that. Cause I'm a fan of red hood, which by the way, side note, I'm not, we're not going to talk about it, but <laughs> task Force Z finally explained all of its little weird. I know. It's I know. Good. It's yeah. good. <laughs> she liked that issue. She was like, Hey, re task Force Z, this is good. I'm like, Oh, they actually explained what's going on. And it's not just a quick, weird cash grab of zombies with red hood. So. No, which I mean, like that's how you get you, but also have a good <laughs> story. It's a good yeah. idea but two DC universe. And that, that would be kind of fun because it also harkens to the original. Where it like, also makes sense where we have eight Batman books. <laughs> yeah. Four of them are ultimate Batman. <laughs> Dude. Or like just anything like the other, the, the thing is though, you need to have an architect of the ultimate universe for, for DC could be Bendis. I don't know. Like he was a good architect for the ultimate universe. Originally, if he doesn't have to worry about continuity. Bendis is incredible. It's right? when he it's it, it, the problem with Bendis is in his older age of writing, he does one of two things. He either focuses on the wrong things, such as uh -huh. the car that Superman lifted in the first issue of his existence, <laughs> uh -huh. or he ignores continuity in its entirety. Batman yep. uh, universe. When he gets to ignore continuity and do what he wants to do, he's incredible. He's a yeah. great writer. Yeah. But when he's trying to pay attention to continuity, like his Superman run, yeah, he just focuses on the wrong thing. Agreed. Agreed. No, like you read Batman universe. Like when does that take place? Who cares? It's great. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, he could write an issue maybe, or maybe he's just like an editor or something. But the point is you have the ultimate universe be like a hard brand new universe. It starts from and, scratch. And, architect. Yeah. 
They should hire us to run it. There you go. We're, oh. we're the creative directors. I promise you, that's, not, <laughs> that's never going to happen. But in this, in an, in another, in the multiverse where that does happen, <laughs> I promise you, I would not write a single issue. I would only pick talent to do yes. these books, and it would be, it would be similar to the rollout with Ultimate Universe, where it's like we're going to start with Spider Man, then we're going to branch out to the X Men. You know, like we're only going to do the things that I know will sell, and we'll do Ultimate Specials, where it's like Ultimate Green Arrow issues one through three. You know, like introducing Green Arrow, you know, and then after like two years, Ultimate Justice League, you know, like just setting things well, I mean, up. And Ultimate Universe would be easy. You literally just start the universe with two books for six months. Superman Batman, Batman. one. Su- yep. And Superman one. Yep. Superman introduces the idea of superheroes to the universe. Batman introduces the idea that they've all been here. You just don't know it. Right. Vigilant. And that is the introduction street, street to all of this. Yep. That's yep. It. That's and it. we start with that. Mm-hmm. And then we go to another superhero creation, like a Flash issue or a yeah. Green Lantern, and we slowly roll out superheroes into this universe as they interact with Superman or Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hell, the next book in the Ultimate line, it's Superman and Batman, and then, like, you do a summer special. It's not a series. It's not a mini. It's like a double-sized or triple-sized issue called World's Finest, and it's when Superman and Ultimate Superman and Ultimate Batman meet. Yeah. And it's no, that I, adventure. Here's, here, Here's what I would do. Here's what I do. Batman one through six is just Batman. It's a right. Batman story. He's a, it's year one or something. Like he's not origin wise. We won't worry about that. No. Superman same deal. Year one style. Yes. At the end of both of those, they meet a superhero. Let's say Batman meets the Flash and Superman meets Green Lantern. Okay. 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 All right. We then do a third series. It's World's Finest, mm-hmm. where Superman and Batman team up with Green Lantern and Flash. Yeah. We then kick off. Volume one of Flash and volume one of Green Lantern. Right. Retelling their origins. Yes. Then you're going to go, where does that fit into the timeline? We end it with meeting Batman and meeting Superman. And you go, that's where it fits. Yes. It was a, it's a, it's a pre, it's a, it's just a flashback book that just explains to you where they were and how they met, how they, how they established themselves up to their introduction. Yeah. And then World's Finest will be primarily a Batman Superman book, but a subplot, a B subplot is now Flash and Green Lantern meeting up. Dude, World's Which Finest. Which branches into its co-op book. It's like team-up book of yeah. them two. Like, World's Finest could easily be the Marvel team-up book where it's not, it's it's Batman and Superman mostly. And maybe yeah. like a backup story, like a, like a 10-page backup story featuring the other heroes that we introduce in the book so, like, so far. Right. And their team-ups. Or maybe like after the first arc of Batman and Superman, World's Finest is flash and green lantern or flash and superman or green lantern and batman or like but it's it's team ups well, and that's the and it's not justice league because there is no justice league book because you can buy justice league over there and it's and it's got simon baz in it and like arthur well, curry I, you know i've got the idea though so batman and superman solo just great a normal adventure right yeah yeah they meet flash and green lantern at the ending we have the world's finest book where they all have to team up for some minor bad guy but they all have mm-hmm. to team up to figure it out it's more of a detective book okay we then right. tell their origin stories at the end of world's finest yeah we we get a threat the amazons are attacking led by queen diana there you go so now the first way they're going to meet wonder woman is she's coming in and kicking everyone's ass right right you that- put her you put her in a place of power immediately you don't yeah you don't say it and then we see it. No, you show it. Dude, she comes in kicking Superman into a wall oh. and Batman flashing Green Lantern go, what the fuck? Like <laughs> ultimate Wonder Woman being the same origin, right? Like yeah. either, either her father's the war, God of War or her father's Zeus or her father's dirt, whatever it is. 
but you set it up same thing but instead of her being like i'm gonna go to man's world and make friends it's like i'm gonna go to man's world and we're gonna take it like yeah and then and, and then you she have, meets you... men and she's like oh some of these people are actually not half bad maybe i've well, been you... wrong and she softens her and she's like i need to stay here to learn more about these people and like so it's 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 about wonder woman retaining her like humanity yeah. but also well, I, I even establishing have her as a badass. yeah because my idea is that batman starts off killing people I'm gonna say he straight up kills people because okay. he feels because we ultimate we're Batman. I'll take that because it's right, ultimate, ultimate, Batman. ultimate Batman. But here's here's why I'm gonna say Ultimate Batman would kill people mm -hmm. because he that's how he's decided the only way to prevent things like his parents' death is to just remove the problem. Mm -hmm. Superman shows him the other way. Oh. Superman instills the code of no killing. I kind of like that. I and here's the thing: you could also it also be a fun homage to like detective comics, like to Batman's origin, like his original stories, where he like he punches a scientist into a vat of acid, and he's like a fitting end for his kind. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not shooting people, although he did in those books, but like I'm also not gonna save them. You know, yeah, like exactly. If, if they it, fall, let him. He's fall. not he's not gonna straight kill anyone, but he kicks them off. He's like Flashpoint Batman style, right? Where it's like. And bye. Hope right. you survive. Like, <laughs> right, right. I mean, so like, what listen, I'm saying is, but like, yeah. he meets Superman, and then Superman refuses to fight Wonder Woman, stating there's a better way, and that shows Wonder Woman maybe because she assumes man just wants war. Right. So we make her a villain at the beginning, but we quickly flip that on. Okay, you all go back, and I will stay here mm -hmm. and see if this Superman is telling the truth. Right. If there is a better way, and this instills in Batman the idea that maybe there's a better way, and we get hopeful superman mm -hmm. that empowers the universe with well, there is a better way yeah yeah superman that's is like the my inspiration of that universe yes there you go. that's <laughs> my first year of ultimate or two years we'll even go two years we'll stretch it out you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> right i i uh I'm, I'm willing to accept batman murdering in the or at least like letting people die in the beginning of his career as a concession to get everything done i still love the idea of batman being like i'm better than this like but i also like the idea of batman being like Maybe I'm better than, maybe we're better than this because of him. <laughs> yeah. No, but what, it, I like this because someone in the chat's like, OG Batman used to be like that for five issues. You're right. And the, and, and OG and my OG Batman would be like that for five to six issues. Exactly. It wouldn't take long for Superman to prove to him there's a better way. <laughs> right, right. Or, uh, you know, it's like, maybe it's a Batman who thought he was alone. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know, there's other heroes in here. And then he sees them and he's like, oh, maybe like, because it's if it's just me, if it's like, if it's me against crime for like, I have exactly. to kill people. Like, and that's why I want to start with Batman as Superman. Cause Batman thinks he's alone. And in Superman's story, he's going to reveal himself to the world. Yeah. And that's going to change Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't do BBS where he's like, I've got to kill that son of a bitch. No, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking aliens. I gotta go yeah. kill him. I gotta go kill him now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And dude, like there's so much potential with the ultimate DC universe where, you know, you did those few books for the first year, right? Batman, Superman, Wonder, uh, World's Finest. You're introducing these characters. And like when someone has a killer pitch or Dennis Cowan wants to do something, you go, hey, do you have like a new idea for the question? And we do like a ultimate question one shot or backup in world's finest where it's like we're, we're, we establish this universe is vast it has everyone you know and love they're here but we haven't met them yet right. and or and or we haven't established them yet but like when you establish it you gotta have like with with dc unit with the dc universe whether you know it or not whether you accept it or not it's very fast and loose when it comes to the rules yeah when did the new 52 end like when you know 
when did they establish that Superman was the rebirth Superman or the pre-crisis Superman? Like it's, it's a lot of, me- it's very messy with the, with the ultimate universe. You got to go like, not, it's a joke at this point. It's a trope, but like, you got to be like dead means dead, but not necessarily dead means dead. You got to be like, when you create something, you got to make sure you've got it like through the, you got to like have like 16 editors working on two books where it's like, everyone's just like, when you make that decision, that decision sticks, you know, or at the very least, like you got to make that decision and it's it's been it's been it's been thought of it's been analyzed it's been you know when you establish the question in the DC universe what is their role who are they is it Renee Montoya to begin with like you know what I mean like what's the new ultimate version of the question and how do they impact this universe and what are we going to do with them but like don't just go oh by the way like here's Kilowog you know here's the spectrum of how many lanterns are there that's going to be like a real hard conversation and like I, honestly, like I, I'd just probably go with the ultimate with uh, with Earth One Green Lantern because it's so freaking good. But like Earth One has failed. Like Earth One was supposed to kind of be the ultimate DC universe, but like well, it failed because they stopped doing it. They stopped doing it, and people it loved it. People well, and it, loved and it, and it, and it, it. And it didn't connect. Like it, as much as I want it to, and as much as like the 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 multiversity map says that it's a its own planet with all this stuff, it doesn't connect. And yeah. it shouldn't because those books are cool and they come out like every 10 years. Let them be the their own thing. The problem is it doesn't come out and it's in a graphic novel format and they do a terrible job of marketing it. Bingo. So like, don't do, like, if you want to keep doing Earth One, fine. But like, Earth One is no longer the ultimate DC universe. Th- it, this is. Let us have- make your ultimate DC universe. Yeah, yeah. And for those who are like saying the Batman fans will drop off the Batman book. They I will Batman not. Ca- yeah, I, my cliffhanger on the first issue would be Batman dropping someone off a cliff. You know what they did in Flashpoint? Batman dropped someone off a rooftop and everyone read it to find out what was going on. If, yeah. if, if, if within five issues we're getting back to Batman, we'll be fine. If yeah. I go five years of Batman murdering, we might have a problem. <laughs> Big time. Hell, you could, you could, like, you could have like a one-to-one of the Golden Age Batman, like knocking that one woman kidnapping, like murderous scientist into a vat of acid, right? And it, yeah. it's mostly he punched him and he fell over a banister. You could have that. But the rest of the time, when he like cavalierly lets people fall, Superman's been saving them the whole time. Oh, what if that, that it would be the, like bat Superman has been aware of Batman, but he hasn't been stopping him because Batman has been helping with problems. Yeah. Superman has been sick. That would be genius. That would be a great twist. So it's like, Hey, Batman also, like, I'm a murderer. I've already crossed the line. He's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. But also I love, but with my concept, we now have another reason for Batman to feel guilty. Yeah. Cause he yeah. has been hurting people to that point. And he, oh, wait, 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 wait. My method wasn't the only answer. Right. Like so mean, now he has a reason yeah. to work with people to maybe bring in a Robin. Right. To, like, like I, I, I'm not I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything. I can't be everywhere at once. And maybe I do need help. And maybe I'm getting help and I don't even know it. You know, like so he's more open to the idea of a Justice League eventually. Yes. Or, you know, but he, it's not weird that like New 52 Batman's like, let's create a league. Like, why would you? You're a miserable person. Like, <laughs> you don't like anybody. <laughs> So yeah, um, and then moving forward after that, after we get through the initial arc and Wonder Woman's on this league, and they decide right. to create a league, yeah, then you show, start Justice League. And but like, the league is started as a way to stop world-ending threats and to show Wonder Woman you don't need to conquer. Yeah. Then yeah. the Atlanteans attack. <laughs> then the Atlanteans attack, and that'd be amazing because then it's like Wonder Woman's like, no, I learned this lesson already. You know, like wait, I'll deal with them. You know, because I know I was here. I was just I was you like a year ago. Yes. 
Exactly. And she convinces Arthur to join them. Yeah. And then Arthur reflects on the fact that his fan, like he's half from earth and from, uh, from the, the land. World, yeah. And the land and the sea. And he's like, you know, maybe you're right. Just because I have this power doesn't mean I should listen to everyone telling me what to do. Yeah. And then he turns on Orm. We got an Atlantis attack. We yeah. got our new league. Now everyone's in it. Yeah. 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 And you could transition. You could either have World's Finest be because World's World's Finest needs to be like your your proto Justice League book. Yes. And then either and then when you establish the new Justice League book, you hopefully sales are good and World's Finest is just it stars other people. It star it, well it stars Justice League Unlimited style. Yeah. This book is now the question teaming up with Constantine, and you don't right. know why this is happening, but yeah. now you're seeing two characters that you're like. Like that's right? that's what World's Finest should transition yeah, it, into. Yeah, and it's World's Finest number like twenty nine. So you're already yeah. buying the book, and it's like, yep. but you've already been, and it's and it's been a refreshing concept of constantly rotating the cast, even if it's like only four or five characters, but different combinations thereof, and it's a natural co uh, coalescing into the Just League book. And uh, and this is where this is where in my pitch, your yeah. idea would come into play. I, after we've established Wonder Woman and everything's moving forward, we have the Atlantis attacking. Now yeah. we do three issue one off storylines. Green Arrow. Yeah. Like Cyborg. Yeah. We start right. introducing other characters. Exactly. See who's super popular, who might do well. Yeah. You know? And if they don't do well, they get their spotlight in this universe. They right. exist. They exist. They, you, and, and if anybody else has a dynamite pitch in this universe that they want to do in a three-issue mini, okay. Yeah. You know? I mean, we right. can even do obscure characters. Like, here's the, the Metal here's Men. The, or Here's the Metal Men. Here's yeah. Constantine on his own three-issue spinoff. Yeah. Here's... Here's uh, what's your name? Trinity. We brought back Trinity. Trinity. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Uh, the sky's the limit, and it, it, if you keep it trim and you and you have significant editorial oversight and a clear direction amongst that line, Dark Crisis could have could could easily dovetail into the most like exciting time in DC's history for like the last fifteen years, twenty years, just by having like and all the other stuff you like. It's right here in the main DC universe. DC is not going anywhere. You can do a shakeup of the Justice League yeah. and have like Plastic Man be in charge or whatever you want to do. I don't care. But like, it's all the same stuff. And it's and it's so. I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there now. DC. Yeah. If anybody at DC is watching, if anybody clips this, send it to DC. Sal and I are available. Oh, yeah. I will. I will put Comic Story in a hold to do this. <laughs> this is true. No, I'm down. I mean, you know, I'm, my standard and consulting we'll fee it. is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, we'll promote it. Reasonable. Yeah, my, oh, yeah my no, we're not working for free. I'll say that right no. now. We're not. Or, or better yet, we'll Jim Lee, since you're the only guy left at DC. If you yeah. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Now I am. Ultimate right. Batwoman. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, you just get them all wrapped in properly. You yeah. And all. Yeah. Well, especially Ultimate Batwoman, because that's like over there. It's her own character. She's not even, maybe she's not even in Gotham or something. But like, it's not related. What if she isn't in Gotham? What if she yeah. isn't? Yeah. What if she's New York? What if she's Chicago? What if she's Texas? We'll put her in Houston. Like yeah. they did with Scarlet Spider temporarily. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> There's so much potential. I mean, like just having one earthling green lantern for like, for the, for the, for the, for the line, the whole yeah. line. And then when you do introduce John, it's like a big deal. <laughs> I would shake it up entirely. Yeah. Let's start with Kyle. Dude. And we discuss when we go to green lantern, they, we introduce Kyle as the green lantern. Yeah. Only to discover John has been the Green Lantern the whole time. Oh, and John, God. he's just in space. Has, he's been in space taking care of all the space crap. Right. Because he knows of a Superman on Earth. 
Yeah. Kyle thinks he's this big superhero. Yeah. John's actually <laughs> this badass who's been watching everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I and like in my version, Hal's dead, but right. not really. Because Parallax is going to show up at some point. No! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, an no, ultimate no, Parallax. Because what we'll do, because what, yeah. in my ultimate universe, Hal has already died saving the universe. Yeah. No one knows Parallax is a dude, thing. Dude, you, you don't like... Hal was the Alan Scott of the ultimate yes, DC universe. That's what we do. But, and, and everyone, like John's talking about the first guy that sacrificed himself. He's teaching this to Kyle. Yeah. John's the badass. Kyle's the noob. We get a buddy Dude. cop kind of thing. It's, it's and then Hal's we discover ring. It's Hal's ring. You yeah. could totally tie all of that in. And then Hal shows up as parallax. Right. He ain't dead. And he's yeah. here to take all the rings, right? And you you throw away the 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 fear monster. It's just I went nuts and I died, or, <laughs> or whatever whatever you want to do. I, I, you know, I don't want to take it away from whoever is going to be doing this in, the, in, the, in this alternate reality we just came from. But like, yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, but everyone's the, like, but, what about the ultimate JSA? You know what I would do with the ultimate JSA? They're the other universe. We do it classic oh Earth One, Earth God. Two style. Yes, yes. The JSA is like, no, there's a Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. They're over there. They've been around yeah. forever. It's it's classic Golden Age. We do it original style, Earth yeah. One, Earth Two. That's that's it. very like Gardner Fox Earth, and that's the thing. Like it's just classic DC, where it's like it's Earth One and Earth Two, and that's but all. That's gonna... a, that is all our Ultimate Universe has, Sal. Yeah, Earth One and Earth Two. Yeah, that's and Ultimate it. Universe doesn't even know. Like maybe one character knows, or the Owens know, like the Ultimate Owens. But like as far as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, Aquaman, they don't know about another Earth. They don't know about the multi. Yeah. There is no multiverse as far as they're concerned. Yeah. So, all right, dude, dude, wait a minute. You throw out. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah. Like, well, I they... really wish we could get hired to do this. I know. I know. Dude, <laughs> how about this? For the longest time, like two, three years, you do ultimate DC. You're setting things up. There's no multiverse. Maybe even like you throw in a couple of lines where they're like the multiverse. Give DC, we work cheap. We will, we will orchestrate this. No, it's true. <laughs> uh, but like, dude, like, you know, multiverse what a silly idea they finally find out there is another earth and it's the crime syndicate earth oh they go there first like that's their that's they're like there's okay, only hold on. there's one other earth in the multiverse and they're an evil version of us okay okay three four years that's introduced yeah evil version comes in and conquers dude jsa comes through no that's them. too big no you can't you, it's too big <laughs> no you do that, uh, that's our that's our big like a big event thinking, in ultimate you know the what you three do is, three you, earth's fight oh dude i just had this and you know what it was it's ultimate fantastic four it's where they find out like they find a door they open it up and it's like oh it's it's and you think it's it's earth prime. It's like the main DC universe, Yeah, but it's the crime syndicate universe. Yeah. And it's like, it's like the Marvel zombies reveal where it's like, Oh, that's them. And it's like, no, it's not. You just open but up a doorway. Saying, but here's my idea though. If we do crisis, I like this name crisis on three earths. Mm -hmm. JSA comes to save them because they've defeated the crime syndicate. Right. Before. Of course. So well, like, our, you, yeah, our universe would be like, yeah, are you kidding me? They're new. Our universe is new. Yeah. JSA is old. Right. They have well, fought them multiple times. Well, sure. The duel, the JSA is the DC is the is the post crisis post rebirth yeah. DC universe? <laughs> yeah, Ultimate Lex, and it's like, but uh, infusing it with modern sensibilities. Like, there's no history. It's just Apparently now. It's Lego Forever Evil. All right, it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, no, is it really? Oh, well, there we you can go. rewrite it later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, and and but there has to be like a like a hard moratorium. It's like no death of Superman, no Nightfall. Like no yep. nothing. Like we're not doing that. Like we're not breaking the bat within two years of his career. No, <laughs> no Jason Todd's. No, no, you know, no Robins yeah. for the first three years. You know, 
At least I, no, I would say that we could get to we would get to Dick Grayson. Yeah, but he has to after, be like eleven after the Amazon, and it, yeah. he would be eleven. We'd start there. Yeah, and then here's what I would do, Sal. You know what? If you want to do Jason Todd as eleven, I mean not Dick Grayson as eleven. Yeah, or we 12. get five years into this Ultimate Universe, and we yeah. have some big bombastic finale. Yeah, but the Ultimate Universe doesn't end. We no. jump ten years. Oh no! <laughs> now we can no, but now we can introduce a lot of other characters. That's true. We take Dick Grayson, we age him. He's yeah. Nightwing. Batman's getting older. Like we start, yeah. in, we can we can move forward. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I I'm very wary of time jumps. And the thing is, if this is a success, we'll we'll get there eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That, but I do love. We're, the idea we're getting crazy. Jump. We're getting crazy. Or, but I, Karen, gonna, or, gonna... or the first time we introduce Flash is he's from the future. Like that could work. Like the first Flash we meet is Wally, and he's like, you haven't met Barry yet. But you will Ooh. like it. You reverse impulse him where Wally is impulse. And he's like, I'm from the future. And my uncle Barry is going to be flash. And it hasn't happened yet. And one day Barry is like dumped with chemicals or whatever. He becomes flash. And like, Wally's like, gotta go. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be a cool twist on it too. Right. Anyway. I mean, so, yeah. twist the green, the green lantern origin. So that we would be easily. Yeah. Cool. Right. We got to twist him. You got to make him something, but in contemporary, they got to be yeah. like new. So worst so, yeah. segue ever, Sal. Yes. Worst segue ever. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Valiant NFT banned me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yes. On Twitter, uh, Valiant, uh, the Valiant Corporation. I wanted to explain this better because uh, there's no explanation behind it. It needs Everyone... to be explained. Like, it needs to be like, this is what happened and this is who the players are and this is what we what you did. So, yeah. So, okay. So, Sal, for those who don't know, there's Valiant valiant comics and valiant comics is owned by a company named dmg and yes. dmg technically owns the valiant license and dmg orchestrates things like the movies and additional projects that are not the publishing line now right. i have no i i, I we, we while we do have contacts and stuff the publishing line is in such a weird state no there's no firsthand yes we know directly everything no but we do not have a contact at valiant that's giving us this information <laughs> no but if you look at what's going on the publishing line is not cross-promoting with their NFT. So no. the NFT thing, and, and, and I have more evidence on this because, so Valiant, it started with, they made a twi uh, Discord. Yes, Valiant, the Valiant, the company, created yeah. a Discord server, and it suggested that it was going to be a, 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 a place to chat, like the Comic Story Discord server, the Comic Pop Discord server, like a place where you chat about your favorite Valiant properties. Yes. So I joined it because being a fan of Valiant comic books and started seeing what's going on and they weren't really doing much, but almost immediately, yep. the one thing that they did do was start promoting an NFT. And this is when I realized they're separate entities because the people I do know at Valiant are not over here in this discord. <laughs> right. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so did not things, join the discord. So I, I well, so things started to seem weird when I realized why aren't the people I know in the publishing line in this discord, but whatever, whatever, maybe this is just a marketing arm and yeah. they're going to promote the comics and talk about the comics. Exactly. So I'm in this discord and all I'm getting is pings with. Okay. So if you don't know how discord discord is a chat server, primarily used for video games that has been branching up exponentially recently. Yes. There's a way to do a thing called ping everyone and everyone in your server gets pinged on their phone, on their, t on their computers, yeah. on any device they've connected to discord with your message. Yep, And they started pinging these everyone pings. And that 
right off the bat will annoy me if I join your Discord. Most folk don't like it. We actually had to turn our, uh, I didn't even know it was on, but we someone a bot came in and manipulated our at everyone option. So I had to go in there and remove it, uh, yeah. the function, so nobody could do that. Because the idea is, you know, if I own the Discord and now we have a new video coming out, I can ping everyone and say like, here's a new video. Yes. And it happens. And very rarely. Every two day, it happens every other day. So it's not and, and at a reasonable time, not two in the morning. Yeah. But yeah. And we, we don't even use ours for that because we made ours a public server. It's true. So I don't, yeah. I don't even at everyone with the videos at this point. Like we yeah. just let people chat and we never use the tag. Well, I do at here, which is, uh, which I think just pings the people in the chat room at that time. Yeah. That one does. So, yeah. So, I realized the Discord was weird, but I was stayed in it out of respect for Valiant. Like I like right. Valiant, I like their comics. Well, and they're this trying things. Like remember yeah. the Dish, Dinesh era when they were when they first reached out to us, where they were like they're trying new things. They're like they're really embracing the digital field. So like Valiant yeah. doing Discord is not an unheard of prospect. That makes no, it wasn't. And so I stuck it out, but I kept getting pings with everyone, and I can't look back at them now because what happens is I ended up leaving. But it was pings with we're launching an NFT brand, and we're going to have Punk Mambo as the NFT, and the NFTs are coming, and the drops are coming, and blah blah blah. And so they kept. It was like every day or every other day that they were pinging at everyone. everyone. Yeah. NFT drop coming. Get hyped about our NFT. And I'm just like, oh my god, is Valiant doing NFTs? I had made the connection that they weren't fully connected at this point. Sure, that this was a separate arm. Mm-hmm. So, the one that made me drop was there was a ping from a mod. I know you guys aren't happy with our NFTs and our practices, mm. but please do not report us. <laughs> because then we'll get banned, but we but we had it corrected. LOL, please don't report us. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Now your mods are whining that they got banned for doing NFT practices? Right? That's pretty messed up. Like that, it's almost like shh, quiet. Don't tell anybody we're selling bogus watches in this alleyway. Otherwise, yeah. the cops will pinch us. Because you are like you are trying to grift your audience. Like you're just you you. It's like they created the Discord server just to sell NFTs to them. No, they did. That is exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. There's no word or talk of comics, the publishing line, what's coming up. Here's some cool art. Nothing. Which is really messed up because, by the way, like it's so frustrating because I've been promoting Shadow Man because it's a really solid book and uh, the art's spectacular. It just came back. It's got a great new artist on it. But like the lineup of what's coming is is good yeah and, it's and the problem is and I'll tell you by the this really going. crappy shot like uh, uh practice but here's the problem and i'll, I'll, I'll jump to the problem before yeah, i get yeah. to the conclusion of my story the issue is simply put they're promoting themselves as valiant nft and if you're in the full know and you know people you know that they're not directly connected to the publishing line but at the end of the day that doesn't matter they got the same logo same logo and people see Valiant NFTs and it's not publicly out there without knowing stuff that yeah. they aren't directly connected. Exactly. And well, and because they don't want of you, that, I, you know, they don't want you to think that, you know, like no. Valiant NFT doesn't want you to think that there's some like divide between the publishers. You know that like the people who are working on like Archer and Armstrong, which was just announced, you know, they don't know anything about the NFT thing. Yeah. And the NFT people would love for you to think that there was some correlation. Now, I do. I, I say. I will say. I might be wrong, but until publishing line promotes their NFTs, I don't believe it. Knowing DMG and what's happened with them in uh -huh. the past. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't believe they're connected until that. But right. that doesn't matter. I can't touch Valiant content. Yeah. For fear of well, and it's an NFT scam. Right. When I when I, when I did what I did, and I'll tell you that in two seconds. Yeah. The response from everyone was well, no more Valiant on Comic Storian. 
And yeah. I hate to be, say it, but you're right. There is yeah. no more value. That, that, that's the end of it. That's the right. That's, that's where we're at. No, and, and and it's it's it is a damn shame because Valiant garnered a lot of good faith and a lot of new fans over the last ten years from publishing books that are just different in industry quality. Like right, like yeah. the during the Dinesh era and then afterwards. Like I, I hate to separate them, but like there were two clearly different periods in Valiant's history in the recent zeitgeist, as opposed to like the acclaim era or the original era, you know, like, but there are, but you can't deny that both periods had industry standard books that were like, yes. that, you know, so it's like they were garnered and they were always going to be, I mean, if you look at a pie chart of like the sales, like they were always like, you know, 1% would be very generous of the market. Yeah. They were less than 1% of the market. So it's like this little company that's trying to make superhero books and be a shared universe and tell their stories. And, 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 and they've built this community of fans, fans of characters that like aren't in the modern culture. Like no one's talking about, you know? And, so you you know you got fans who are like I'm part of something like kind of cool and almost underground you know what I mean like there are people who consider Valiant to be indie comics they're not but some people consider them to be like kind of like on the fringe you know and then to come to this point where their parent company is like yo 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 we got these NFT we yo we are deliberately trying to manipulate our audience into buying into a grift. You want to know the worst part about the grift? I looked into what, how well their sale went. They sold 378 of their NFTs at a 400 that they made and they sold yeah. them all for $1,200 a piece. Oh my God. And every name of the buyers is all bot names. So I don't even know who actually bought them, but you know, they really, made money off this. You know what? The, you know, what's really messed up. What would be messed up? Cause I think that this is actually part of the NFT grift. What if they bought them from themselves? That is part of the grift to show that they're selling. So they may have right? done that. But like, because 1200 bucks, I don't know a single Valiant fan who has 1200 bucks to drop on a freaking, on a, on a crappy jet. They're, cr they're catering to NFT, bro. So, anyway, so let me, let me finish the story. Yeah, so, please. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Discord starts pinging everyone. They start complaining that everyone's banning them for being NFTs and doing practices. Yeah. So I, I leave the Discord and that's the end of it. Like, right. I'm just. I'm done. You, with know, this. you didn't go like I'm leaving, and here's why. Like you no. didn't do that thing, right? You just I just left. unfollowed the Discord. I just that was the Not end of that. I just yeah. I didn't barely spoke at it because they never talked about their comics. So I just I'm out. Yeah, That's the end of that. So I leave, and then uh, and then that's it, and nothing happens for like a month. Yeah, and then I get this tweet. Now here's what's funny about the tweet: yes. Valiant NFTs dis uh, Twitter, which is like 2,000 followers or something like that. By the way, so there are two different Twitters. Right, which is how you start to know that they're not the same. Because if it right. was Valiant, they'd be promoting their NFTs. Right, but Valiant Comics Entertainment, Valiant Entertainment has their own Twitter, and they plug the books, they talk about creator interviews or promotions, and then there was this new Twitter handle that popped up called Valiant NFT. It's called Valiant NFT. Yeah. So Valiant NFT looks through my Twitter history and finds a 2017 tweet that I did with Hyper RPG, if you know who they are. And uh, we were at the Valiant booth and we were going to do a thing because at the time they were launching their Valiant RPG and I was launching, I forget, I don't even know what we were doing, but it was something with Valiant at the time. Yeah. Sal exactly. was there too. <laughs> yeah. The weekly poll was doing like a weekly Valiant thing or something at the time. Yeah, I don't remember. True. Yeah. Well, who knows? But they, they found that tweet and then they responded to it with, 
as Valiant NFT, will we see you soon? Now, my Which first reaction is vaguely threatening. It, yeah. <laughs> I see the logo that's Valiant. I'm like, oh, what the hell, Valiant? What? And then I look at the response, and then I realize it's Valiant NFT. It's not Valiant. Yeah. So I decide to craft an, a response that I didn't think anything about. Like, honestly, it, it's not like I sat there like manipulating. Oh, so, no, I was but, like, I'm going to respond. And that's the end of that. No, it was because uh, I would have fired off like a get fucked. And that would be the end of it. Cause that's my Twitter yeah. experience. But like you crafted like such a, like a, a, a pitch perfect condemnation and succinct explanation for why and it was just so <laughs> damning and so like it was it was it's like how we know you run a company like this is what a corporate this is this is like the equivalent of like wendy's being like get fucked like because it really was like that kind of response where it's like you can't argue with it you can't deny it and it's damning the do you have it <laughs> in front of you can you read it i do have it here so Go. i respond they, they literally responded to me going will we see you soon and i responded with you quote I retweeted quote, it. i quote retreated this at the, at the that, that was the only thing that was it was it was like contemplated someone said to me you know if you quote retweet it you might get more views on it because i assumed to get like five likes because if i don't talk about comics no one cares exactly so i was like this is gonna go nowhere i'm just gonna say my thoughts yeah. so i responded with never you created a Discord under the under the guise of talking about comics to try and get people interested in your shitty NFT drops. When people reported your scummy practices, your mods got pissy. Got pissy. You are doing pump and dump practices in the comic and NFT industry, so I'm out. And that blew up. Yeah, it did. people <laughs> like, were like every comic book, re every comic book YouTuber was like, "What?" Yeah, people read. <laughs> I I I missed it, but somebody texted me. It was like did you see Benny's tweet? And I'm like, Oh God, what did he say? And they're like, no, 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 no. It's about the, it's about, it's about the NFTs. And I'm like, Oh, look it up. I'm like, Oh my God. Real quick. And I mean, I'm not only going to say it this way because if you follow Rob's Twitter, you know, he goes off the fucking rails every goddamn moment. <laughs> did you for a moment think that I was robbing it up and going off the rails when someone said, did you see my tweet? <laughs> uh, yes. I really, I thought it was like, Oh no, he's like scorched earthing. He's like, that's enough. <laughs> No, because so I, th I threw, threw this tweet out. See Benny's tweet. I'm like, uh oh. But yeah, you I threw, threw this, this out. I threw this out and then went and played video games for like six hours. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Now I'll turn my phone off and I will walk <laughs> away. Yeah, I was sitting there playing Ghost of Tsushima on the couch, like doo -doo 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 -doo. that's amazing. <laughs> so I go back and every one of their brothers like responding to it. The thing's got 19 responses, two quote tweets, 459 likes. Now it would have gotten bigger, uh -huh. but what happened is. Valiant NFT didn't act on this. Now, this is the funniest part. So when I checked back eight hours, six hours later, everyone's responding. Everyone's quote tweeting. It's getting likes. And I checked it and it was still up. And I'm like, oh, cool. Everyone likes my response to the NFT situation. Yeah. And Valiant NFT is also tweeting. They're tweeting other things at this time. Right, right. They're like, so hey, they're by the way, Punk Mambo, you got to buy this NFT, right? Yeah, like they're doing that stuff. And I... And I'm like, okay, so they're just going to leave it up. Whatever. Yeah. So I go to bed and I wake up and it's been, the tweet was deleted and I was blocked. <laughs> I love it. At some point in the like 12 hours it was up, the Valiant NFT Twitter user or whatever manager was like, okay, this is bad. Now, why <laughs> is it a problem if they delete that, that tweet? What's because the, what's what the motivation behind it? Because you, because it's like they delete it and they blocked you. That's insulting. It's unprofessional. It's ridiculous. But also, it's coordinated. 
well, it prevents the tweet from going further. The right. tweet dies then. That's where yeah. it dies out. When People can't see because you'll real quote retweet it and be like, this sucks. And then it says tweet unavailable. Yeah. So they realized my tweet was gaining traction and they killed it. Yeah. So then the next day I thought that I was thinking like that might be the end of it. But now I'm seeing the response and I'm like, so I screen grabbed the you've been blocked thing. <laughs> and I tweeted that out. Oh, no, I've been blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they disagree. Yeah. And uh, so you post that, which. And then in response to that, people are then like, what happened? Well, don't worry, because I screen grabbed the original tweet in response. So I just started giving that to people. (laughs) Right. Uh, This is what happened. (sighs) Yeah. It's amazing. But like you said, if they were a legit operation and NFTs are not a problem, why did they want to kill that tweet? They should have said that, you know, any corporate doublespeak response would have been something like, we're so sorry you feel that way. I'd like to, uh, you know, we should hop on a call sometime and I can explain to you why NFTs are actually not so bad. Or like maybe- Or, should... you know what, based on my initial tweet, why don't we DM you and discuss what happened on the Discord? Boom. But no, instead they're like, this can't stand. <laughs> because because we only exist in this small hour. Like NFTs are an obvious grift, but they are also gaining traction and appealing to crypto bros, which are in and of themselves a flash in the pan as far as like culture is concerned. Eventually it's all going to implode. And I need to, the only reason to do NFTs is to make money in the short term. So yeah. uh, we need to make sure that Valiant NFT, a Twitter handle that should never exist, uh, does its job and damage to the brand right now. And if, if, if comic story and it damages this right now, there's no time to recover. We got to get rid of this right now. We got to just like move past, just put our heads down and steamroll through this. So we can yeah. get our, our grift out to as many people as possible, make our money in the short term. And what does that even mean? Like, what is that trying to say? Like Valiant NFT, what, what, are you saying you're broke? Are you saying that you need money in the short term? Like, the fact that here and here's the big reason why I, at least in my theories, do not connect Valiant and Valiant NFT. Right. If this was truly a Valiant, DC did NFTs. They gave them away for free. They gave away for free Ma- at the DC. Marvel's Fando. Marvel's doing NFTs in an app. They're, yeah. Like, another the two big two are doing NFTs. Right. They're just not openly promoting it like Valiant w- was doing. Valiant did every grifter method of doing <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. When there's probably a number of ways they could have legitimized and done it like the big two. It literally, they could have just copied the big two. They could have copied Marvel. But I, I, I honestly feel like it's just, but because Marvel's doing it through another company, they're doing it through an yep. intermedi- intermediary. So as a result, like it means that Marvel's taking a percentage of those NFT money and not getting the whole lion's share. With Valiant NFT, that suggests to me that they're like, no, no, no. We need to make the ex- the, the entire, we need the whole pie. Yeah. Because the otherwise, what's the point of damaging our brand? <laughs> yeah. They don't care about their brand. DMG does care. not care about Valiant. They clearly don't. If if DMG or the company that is involved behind the scenes at Valiant Entertainment greenlit this, approved it, allowed it to exist, it shows that they do not care about no. their brand. It doesn't care. They don't care about their their. their what this their, does is when they were fans, when, when when Valiant went through that shakeup back in like 2017 timeframe. Yeah, that you still could have questioned. Maybe they saw something we didn't. Right. As fans, we only see so much of a story. True. Maybe something's going wrong. But then DMG doing the NFTs, that tells me they don't give a shit about Valiant. They don't care. They want as much money as they can make in a heartbeat, however grifty way they're going to do it. Which is pretty, like, depressing when you see, like, 
the the, the total disconnect in the culture yeah. between the two of them, right? Because like one is trying to get books out, and the other one's just trying to make money right now using yeah. the latest, hottest, most illegitimate method of grifting. And it's like, like I don't know, why are you? Why do you own this company? Yeah. And it's like, I Just know why you want this Call comic. Good. Sell it. Go away. Like, leave these people alone. Because, like, the people who make these comics, clearly they like making them. And they're, and they're I not mean, what, bad Colin Bunn's doing the new Shadow Man. Yeah. I really doubt he's even aware of what's happening. <laughs> right? Look at, the, look at the creative team on the upcoming books that are coming out. I, these are legitimate, current industry professionals who could take a job from DC Marvel or make their own thing. Hell, they could have made a deal with Substack and had their own friggin' entire, you know, company, but instead they're working at like, you know, they're doing these jobs and they're writing these books. Like they don't know, they, you know, they don't know. They're just, they're just doing what they do. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, clearly what you're doing is you're just like, it, it, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's suspicious. And it, and it sucks because you know, it's this little, it's this little company. It's trying to tell some comic book stories, and yeah. and yet their bigger, their their larger company is like, and I, 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 it's like we did it only to get an established audience so we could steal from them, you know. Like, I know that's not how the publisher acts, but I mean, the publisher should probably say something. I you know, mean, like, yeah, but. But they can't because like, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, my parent company is actually a bunch of grifters and liars and we're not anything like that. Oh, also I'm fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're in a weird spot and the whole situation's weird, but because of this NFT thing, I can't touch Valiant. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm not going to get into the argument for over the latest bloodshot and be like, I put up bloodshot NFTs. Ah, yeah. fuck and this. <laughs> I feel bad because like, you know, the NFTs, it's not going to make them any money. The problem is, it's not going to make them any money. Like no one's going to buy your punk mambo NFT. So if that's the case, then why do you even own these characters? I know why you own these characters to make movies out of these characters Well, your bloodshot movie made a buck and a half. And you got a Harbinger movie coming out, which means we have to wait for the Harbinger movie to fail before we can even entertain the idea of DMG abandoning Valiant and letting Valiant be a comic book publisher again. <laughs> yeah. But all right, we're going to wrap up today's episode because, I mean, at this point, we're just going to rant about NFTs. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know, NFTs are a grift and don't don't uh, get involved with them. Yeah. Um, we are Absolute Comics. We go over the comic book news. We talk about stuff going on. And today we decided to reinvent DC. Go us. Uh, yeah, hey. <laughs> my name is Benny. Know. I run a channel known as Comic Story. And that is Sal from Comic Pop. And you can catch us right here every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern doing our show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel, Absolute Comics. And if you want to see us talking more about movies and TV shows, go check us out over at Absolutely Marvel and DC. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time right here.